Hello everybody, how you doing? This is Chris. This is episode 130 of the Libertarian Republican Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Uh, if, you can, if you can help me out and share this on social media and tell your friends about it, uh, if you like it. If you don't like it, then uh, then uh, I wouldn't ask you to share it if you don't like it. So, <laughs> so hopefully you'll like it. And if you don't like it, give me a let me know. Let me know. You can get on Podbean and you can send me a message or you can tell me on social media, whatever, on Twitter. I'm LibertarianRep3 on Twitter. And I'm on I'm Chris Farrow, at Chris Farrow, at, uh, at, on Getter and Truth and Gab and MeWe and Parlor and Float and Mines and Sovereign. And I don't know if there are any others. I, I can't think of them, but... Uh, uh, this episode, I want to talk about Joe Biden's State of the Union speech. Now, I did this last year. I went through the State of the Union speech, and I've got some notes here. Um, so this is only going to be one. Uh, this is the first episode. I'm going to probably do two episodes on this, but this is just the big... I want to get into it, the, the, the speech, because there's a lot in here. Now, first of all, he talks about America is emer emerging from crises. America always emerges from crises stronger than before. And, and I, and of course he's talking in this case about COVID. And I just wonder, are we really stronger than before COVID? Are we, is, are we stronger in 2023 than we were in 2019? Um, certainly the million people who are dead, well, they're not stronger. And so I think that maybe, maybe it might be a good idea to look at the question, you know, did our own government, Anthony Fauci and the NIH, and uh, did we fund the creation of COVID in, in that Wuhan lab? I mean, our, uh, that might be, you know, you would think if we had journalists left in, in the world, they would want to look into that. Uh, pretty important story, I think. Uh, if the American government funded the creation of COVID because of some harebrained scheme and it ended up killing 6 million people all over the world and counting um, and a million Americans, that might be something we want to look at. So, yeah, uh, those million Americans who are dead because of COVID are not. And did, the, did, the, did our, our government basically make sure, basically do everything in their power to make sure as many people died as possible. I really believe that. You know, if they really wanted to save lives, why didn't they have an all, all of the above kind of an approach? You know, when, when people are dying, you might want, I think you should have, I believe in a, attacking all problems from every possible angle. But that is absolutely not what our government did. Our government said, no, you must not attack COVID from any angle other than vaccines, which you got to wait for. Got to wait for the vaccines and uh, lockdowns, social distancing, masking. Uh, you don't do anything else. Don't do anything else. Don't take, uh, don't take co uh, uh, vitamin D. Don't take vitamin C. Don't take zinc. Don't take ivermectin. Don't take hydroxychloroquine. Don't take anything. Don't do anything. I mean, in fact, literally, that's what doctors were told to tell their patients. Oh, you have COVID? Don't do anything. Don't do anything. Stay home. Don't do anything. And if you if it gets worse, go to the doctor. Go, go to the hospital. 
and then they'll put you on a ventilator where you'll die, uh, probably. I mean, that's literally what happened during COVID. And uh, I think we should probably look into that. So, uh, okay, go, going, moving on to debt. Uh, are we stronger with more debt? We, in 2019, we had less national debt. Now we've got about six or seven trillion more dollars in debt. Does that make us stronger? We, we entered the pandemic with lower inflation. We were energy independent. We had a, rel a pretty secure border. Uh, crime was going down. We had relative peace in the world, lower national debt. So now, in 2023, in almost every one of those categories, we're worse off. Almost every measurable way you can think of, we are worse off than we were when we entered. Uh, we have higher credit card debt. Uh, you know, we are worse off in almost every measurable, every way you can measure it. Uh, so, you know, I have a real problem with Joe Biden. You know, I know that I understand he's he's trying to uh, he his job is to uh, to get his party reelected, to get reelected, and his, so his part his job is to to blow sunshine up your ass. That's his job. But it's important for us to realize that that's what it is. That's what he's doing. He's blowing sunshine up our ass. And uh, we, we have to understand that, no, we're not better off. Actually, we're a lot worse off. And we're worse off mainly because of all the things the government did, has, all the things the government has done between 2019 and 2023. So um, now uh, he talks about jobs, 12 million jobs created. Now, did he do that? Is he really responsible for the creation of all of, of these jobs, or are these just jobs that came back because of the recovery from the pandemic? These jobs would have come back anyway, uh, even if we had elected, you know, I joke about it, even if we had elected a 12, 12 pound bag of, of uh, fertilizer or, you know, mulch, a 25 pound bag of mulch for president. If we had elected a 25 pound bag of mulch for president, we'd still have 12 million new jobs because, uh, in fact, we'd have more because look at the things that Joe Biden did right at the beginning of his presidency. He, he shut off the, the pipelines. He stifled oil and gas production in, in domestic, in America, in, in um, the United States. Uh, he's increased regulations massively, a massive increase in regulations. And I've posted about that on social media. Um, so he's actually hindered job creation. So if we, if we had an, I, elected a 12 pound bag of mulch for president, we'd have more jobs than, than we have now. So I think that's, um, it's just ridiculous for him to take credit for all these, these jobs. And uh, he all, he, now he moved on to saying he signed over 300 new bipartisan laws. Now let's think about that. Joe Biden says he signed over 300 bipartisan laws. Well, do we really need this many laws? You know, I mean, think about that. How many laws do we need? What are all these laws? And he mentions a few, and some of them might be good, but, but do we really, are we ever going to reach a point 
where we have enough laws, do you think we'll ever get to that point? I mean, this is how politicians measure their success, by how many laws I passed. But remember, every law that they pass usually just means bigger government, more government power, more reasons for the police to kick down your door, more red tape, more regulatory compliance costs, it, you know, higher taxes, more bureaucracy. So what we need are politicians who measure their success by how many laws they get rid of. That's what we need. And that's a point that Republicans really should hammer home all the time. Just talk about that all the time. That's not how we measure success. We should, we should measure success by how many laws we can get rid of, because when you get rid of laws, you make people more free. Uh, he talked about bipartisanship, and of course he's talking about bipartisanship, bipartisanship now that the, the Republicans control the House. But as, believe me, as soon as the Democrats take back control of the House, they won't give one rat's ass about bipartisanship. They will cram down everything, they, they will cram through everything they want to do, and they won't care if every single Republican votes against it. They won't care. They are absolutely not, Democrats are not interested in bipartisanship at all. Uh, now he talks about the hollowing out of the middle class and our manufacturing. And I talked about this, the, the Triffin dilemma. I talked about this, but what the problem is, businesses leave America because it's so expensive to do business in America. I've talked about the, for example, the, the uh, uh, environmental impact studies. You know, under Obama, it was up to over five years was the average time to complete an environmental impact study. So if you wanted to build something in America, you would have to spend five years just waiting for the government to do an environmental impact study. I mean, you, you know, so if you've got this idea for a business, for a new factory or something, well, why would you sit around for five years waiting for EPA bureaucrats to complete an environmental impact study? You just go somewhere else. Go to, another, go to Mexico, go to China, and have them build it. It's so much faster and easier and cheaper. So that is what, what people like Joe Biden, and, and I've already mentioned the, the regulations. Joe Biden has increased regulations by something like 45%. You know, that is what makes everything so expensive in America. And that's what makes doing business in America so expensive. And that's what we need to fix. But Joe Biden doesn't, doesn't want to fix that. He, doesn't, he, he wants to bring, bring jobs back simply by spending more money. So he just wants to spend money. And I'll talk about that later in a, in a bit here. But he, he went on to talk about inflation. And he blamed it on Putin. Now, I've talked about this a million times. Inflation, he's talking about price increases because Joe Biden doesn't really know what inflation is. He just, he's just talking about prices of everything going up. Well, the prices of everything go up because the government prints money and devalues each monetary unit. The government makes, you know, increases regulations and makes it more and more and more expensive to do business in America, to, to hire people. Uh, the government disrupts the supply chain, makes everything less efficient and more expensive. So it's, it's, uh, he has no idea, you know, he, he's trying to take credit for, oh, inflation's going down. 
But inflation is not going down. Inflation, the, the, the rate that inflation is going up has, has slowed, maybe. But, you know, maybe. Um, but that is certainly not, he's not, everything Joe Biden does, essentially, and, and the energy prices, energy costs, energy costs are a component of every cost. You know, everything you do, everything you build requires energy. So if you make, and the Democrats, I've talked about this before, the Democrats are purposefully making energy more expensive because they want us all to use less of it. And so they're trying to disincentivize the use of energy. But every single thing, this is why I say that Democrats are anti-civilization, because everything in human civilization requires energy. So if you want us to use less energy, you essentially want less civilization. <laughs> that's basically what you want. So, and, and of course, that's what, they're, that's what they are accomplishing. Less civilization. Just look around. Um, okay, he talks about small businesses. 10 million startups. Well, okay, that's great. But how many millions of businesses, small businesses, were killed during COVID? You know, and look at, look at a, uh, an economy like a state like California. Now, California is the biggest economy inside the United States of America. And, uh, and of course, California was the economy that was most devastated by COVID because it was the, the economy that was most shut down by Governor Gavin Newsom. So, you know, this is... All of this is, is you know, I just, it drives me crazy when Democrats try to, to portray themselves as pro-business. They are so anti-business. Every single thing they do is anti-business, except for the, the, the crony capitalist giveaways where they are essentially giving money, you know, taking money from one group of people and giving it to another group of people. Because here, here he goes on and talks about the Chips and Science Act. Now, once again, the chips, the, America doesn't, businesses left America because it was so expensive to do business in America. That's why they left. So if you, you know, if, if you don't address the reasons why businesses have left America and you just throw money at them to bring them back, you, what, all you're doing is you are, you, you are, it, it's a, it's a short-term fix. It's not a long-term strategy. And you, you are, it's crony capitalism, right? It's, it's, you're taking money from one group of people and you're giving it to this other group of people. You've decided that the chips industry, the chip semiconductor industry is a, that's gonna be one of our protected industries that we subsidize, essentially subsidizing it. Well, that basically means that all the other, all the people who have had their money taken away from them to subsidize that industry, that chosen industry, are going to, you know, the things they want to do are not important. They're not going to get funded. You know, and this is the, this is what I've talked about before, but between, you know, Bastiat has talked about this, the seen versus the unseen. So 
with the Chips and Science Act, we see these, these jobs that are going to be, be created by all this billions of dollars being given to these companies. But we, what we don't see is the jobs that were destroyed because the, all that money, those billions of dollars were taken away from a whole other group of people. What were they going to do with that money? You know, what jobs were they going to create with that money? So uh, it's the same thing with the, the infrastructure bill. He talks about the infrastructure bill. Now, I've talked about this before, about how I believe in infrastructure. Infrastructure is a good thing for government to do. But there's so much in that infrastructure bill that is not infrastructure or very loosely defined as infrastructure. A lot of that money, you know, billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars in this infrastructure bill is, is just going to the government itself. It's going to government agencies or to create these sort of government funded agencies that are purpose built to study something. I mean, tons of it, like uh, equity in, in tree cover in, in, in cities and uh, equitable tree cover and accessibility and, uh, and climate change, of course. I mean, it's all about, so much of it is about climate change and, and you know, encouraging people to ride bikes and I mean, all of this stuff. Uh, it, so a lot of this is just it's just, it, it just creates this, the, the, it sounds nice, it sounds great, but, but the reality of it is it's going to go into, a, into an account and that account is going to be used to fund some center for the study of something something, which is going to be, you know, 20 or 30 just people who are probably just graduated from college and they're going to study something and they're not going to produce anything. They're not going to build anything. They're not going to do anything real. It's just going to be, oh yeah, we're studying, studying stuff. And it's just, it's a slush fund essentially. You know, so much, it's just so much. I, I encourage you to go to, uh, there, there's a Twitter account. I think it's Oilfield Rando. Oilfield Rando, I think is the, the Twitter account. And he has a website. Um, where, and I'll post, I'll post this on my social media so that you guys can see it, but it's, it, it's a great website where he breaks down the spending on all these big bills. Like he goes through all these big bills, the infrastructure bill, the omnibus bill, uh, the inflation reduction act, which is complete utter nonsense. So you know, so you got to be careful when, when these politicians start talking about how they're going to solve all of our problems, because really they're just talking about spending money that they don't have, uh, and making you less free, taking more of your money or printing up more, more money or borrowing more money and giving it to their friends for their hand-picked projects. And, you know, look, I mean, we all want, hell, I'd, I'd love to get a billion dollars for, uh, you know, I'd love to get a million dollars for, for a, a, a uh, studying how sailing on the Chesapeake uh, is, is green, studying the greenness of sailing on the Chesapeake. That'd be great. Give me a million dollars. I'll study that for you. And uh, yeah, part of the study, of course, I'll have to buy a bigger boat. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'll, st I'll buy a bigger sailboat and I'll sail it around and I'll study it. And I'll write up reports every once in a while for you. That's what so much of this crap is.
So, and that's what Joe Biden's State of the Union speech is just full of. Just crap. Just crap. So, all right, that's the end of this part of it. I'll, maybe I'll do another episode and go further into the rest of that idiotic speech. But um, uh, if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, give me some good ratings and share it with everybody you know. And uh, I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do another, I'm going to try to get more episodes out. I have an episode I've been working on, I've been preparing for, uh, I'm trying to do more, more better preparation for these things. So, uh, but, uh, but if, yeah, if you like these uh, podcasts, let me know on social media and I will see you on the next one. All right. Bye-bye.